Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 52. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I'm here with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter. Hi, Rob. Welcome back. Good to be here. Sorry we didn't get to do this last week. We are recording this today on May 8th, a Monday, the, the, the Monday before Patch Tuesday. This will be an interesting Patch Tuesday, which we'll get into in just a second. But uh, yes, good to have you. Good to be back in here with you. Uh, not on our regularly scheduled day, but this this is going to be an interesting week. It's already been an interesting few days with with the uh, Intel, AMT, and and our our topic of discussion for today. Uh, our favorite security researcher, bug hunter, uh, disclosure expert. Tavis Ormandy of Google Project Zero, who I affectionately refer to as the Grim Reaper, because when he tweets about something, <laughs> you know it's bad. You know it's bad. I, I, and, and I do jokingly refer to him, but it, it is just a joke. Uh, it, the, the negative connotation of being the Grim Reaper uh, is not meant to be a negative reflection of, uh, of Ormandy and his work, uh, who's was pretty widely respected, and we were we were discussing this earlier this morning, uh, Peter. But is he? I know there are a lot of well-known vulnerability uh, 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 experts and and bug hunters and 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 researchers that, that specialize in this type of work. But is he sort of the most well-known at this point? Is he sort of at the top of the list with his work that he's done over the last couple of years? Well. He he's the only one that I know of that can set the Twitter universe off, uh, running around screaming and shrieking with yeah. a tweet on yeah. a Friday afternoon saying that he's found something really bad <laughs> in somebody's product, which yeah. is what happened. Which is what happened. Which is exactly what happened. So let's let's get into the discussion. Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't want to. I hate saying a celebrity bug hunter or any term like that, but he is. Arguably the most well-known and, and sort of uh, 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 most respected, I guess, wouldn't be too 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 much of a stretch. I mean, he to to set the stage, he found the several of the flaws in the semantic antivirus uh, core engine and other other antivirus products. Oh yeah, well. and, yeah. and he sort of specialized in uh, finding uh, baffling flaws and and. And the password manager as well. Password manager too. Yeah, the password management ma- manager guys. They they don't. Uh, they're probably not too fond of uh, Tavis. Anyway, so Ormandy wrote on Friday evening, "quote I think Natalie and I just discovered the worst Windows remote code exec in recent memory. This is crazy bad. Report on the way." Followed by fire uh, three fire emojis and. Natalie is the, uh, she's a fellow uh, Google Project Zero researcher, uh, name is uh, Natalie Silvanovich, and she's, I guess she's gonna be credited with finding this, this bug. So it's a Windows bug. We don't really know anything, any specific technical details other than, I guess, Ormindy made a couple of follow-up tweets where he said it's warmable, uh, quote attacks against uh, attacks work against a default install don't need to be on the same LAN and it's warmable which I mean okay I guess those are some technical details but it doesn't really narrow down what it is and of course 
a lot of people on Twitter asking about, well, what is it? What are the details? Um, you know, can you give us any hints? And he hasn't really said, uh, but this almost immediately sparked a backlash. And this is not the first time this has happened with Tavis, has it, Peter? No, not at all. And of course, you know, there, there's there you can assign a certain amount of weight to that backlash based on how how much you imagine that people are already looking for remotely exploitable uh, bugs on Windows. I mean, are they already looking for them, or I'm pretty sure they're already looking for them. Right. So I mean, before he even said that, but but it. I mean, on the other hand, you can you can. You could say, well, but this gives people a target because now that, they, you know, it's one thing to look for something, to look for a needle in a haystack without knowing that there's a needle in it. Sure. But now that you know that there's this nice needle in it that he and his colleague found just, you know, last week or whenever, um, that, does that make it easier to find? I don't know. I, I don't think it, I think there may be cases if you're talking about a very small very specific piece of software that maybe isn't largely known or you know the the the, the issues with it have been historically very narrow and you come out with a tweet that says we found a bug a, a really bad bug report coming that i guess there could be instances where I'd be a little concerned about that, and I think I think maybe some security researchers would be concerned about that. But we're talking about Windows, and and he's taken flack for for this sort of thing before. Like when the LastPass thing, the last time that happened, I think he said, "Found another LastPass bug." He didn't say what it was, but a lot of people took issue with it and said, "Well, you're letting people know what it is, and you're it's like you're throwing shade at the vendor." And, you know, before they even have a chance to respond and patch it. And you're letting the attackers know that there's something that could be exploitable, that there could be a, a, a major, that there is a major flaw that they could use. But on the other hand, I guess, I guess it, it sort of presumes that no one's looking for a way into LastPass. No one's looking for a way into Semantic. No one's looking for a way into... Windows, especially. I mean, Windows is the biggest one. Obviously, there are people out there. You know, they, they their job is to sit there and, and poke holes in Windows. It's why we have Patch Tuesday. It's what I mean. So, well, it, it raise it does raise it does raise the issue of, um, or the question to me, which I always wonder. Um, you know, how is it that Ormandy is able to find these things that you know these basically holy grails yeah like every few months he, he finds <laughs> nothing you know he just keeps finding them what is wrong you know it, it the question that i have he's is the grim reaper man well yeah but he but he's I mean, got doc brown's delorean or something, something he's going yeah. into the future <laughs> coming back with wisdom right well but that's that's my question is yeah. if how is he able to find these things and especially um because we as we'll get into about disclosure, if they're being actively exploited, all bets stop. Right, you, you know, you disclose you, no, no more ninety days no, wait. No, no, you, no, you, no. Get, you get a, a week to patch, yeah. and yep. then it gets disclosed because it's actively exploited. Sure. So, so yeah, I mean that just that's just 
I don't know. It's like he must he must be really supernatural somehow. But, right. Right. Um, but yeah. So so let let's yeah. So let, let's go into sort of the reaction to his tweets or to his tw- tweet in question. And there's one there's one gentleman in particular who's done sort of the the, the, the tango with Ormandy on this subject before. Uh, Alec uh, Muffet. He is a security researcher, I believe, out of the UK. He's been a, a frequent critic of the practice, not just with Ormandy, but of, of other people as, as well, of tweeting about or declaring that you found a bug in something even if you're not disclosing the details. And he tweeted something. It was, a, it was what they call, Peter, in the social media. Subtweet. Subtweet. Ha, yeah, all right. you got it. Now got I it. know. We're, out, we're up right. with the lingo. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted something at, uh, uh, not really at Ormandy, but about the the issue on Friday, he tweeted a sort of a, a, a joke definition that I think our friend uh, Malware Jake, Jake Williams, actually came up with. Uh, he tweeted, bro disclosure, it's, it's, it's a definition, bro disclosure noun, to foment, to foment fear or seek fame by leaking hints or targets of an impending or ongoing vulnerability disclosure process. Okay, first of all, that definition doesn't sound like a noun to me. It sounds like a verb. Yeah. But th- that's neither here nor there. I, that, I, I knew you... <laughs> I knew that you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> right. So accurate. Yeah. Totally useless. Yeah. Okay. So 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 we but, should ask Jake about that. J- yeah. Jake tweeted in response to that. I created quote. I created a definition a while back, at least that at least partially at least partially covering this scenario. And I think it's I think it's actually an Urban di- Dictionary now. Not that I advocate anyone going to Urban Dictionary. Not at work uh, anyway. Yeah. So, and he he was clear. He he tweeted. Uh, he's he's not he's not talking about. He wasn't talking about Ormandy with that. Um, that he doesn't think that. Uh, you know, he he tweeted later on, quote, saying he found a wormable RCE in Windows won't hurt anyone. I you know I totally support uh, Tavis's work and his disclosure methods. So there seems to be a split on that. Um, but other people have come in and said, well, you know, why are you doing this? What, what value does it provide? Um, why not just remain silent? And I thought there was an interesting tweet from Matthew Green, uh, the uh, uh, John, Johns Hopkins professor, uh, cryptographer, who basically said, and I'll, actually I'll find the tweet, as I thought it was very interesting. He tweeted earlier in the day, uh, today, actually, quote, if you're even 1% worried that someone will squelch your vulnerability report and you can tweet without leaving breadcrumbs, then tweet. Yeah. So on one, on one hand, you know, there are people out there saying, who does it help? Why would you open your mouth about this? And even just drop a hint that there's something there that hackers could find, and which is. And on the other hand, Matthew Green is saying, and other people have said this, well, it's it's like. Well, maybe other people can look. Maybe other people can find it. Maybe other people can t- start taking, if they're really concerned about it, take mitigation steps. Maybe it's going to put pressure on that organization to develop a patch faster. And what do we have tomorrow, Peter? What's tomorrow? 
Tomorrow is Patch Tuesday. And we've already had an issue with Patch Tuesday being canceled once this uh, yes, once this we year. Did. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I mean, to, to the argument that it's better off just to remain silent until you're ready to go public with all the information. I and mean, we've talked about branded vulnerabilities like Badlock. Badlock is the example. Yeah. Because that was the one that Badlock came out three weeks ahead and said, we have we found this killer vulnerability. It's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy the universe. <laughs> ah. It's an SMB, if I remember correctly. And they, I mean, they gave, they gave more hints than they really should have. Yeah, there was... Um, Certainly could narrow the field with some of the information that they provided. I think. Right. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I don't know. The question being, what should they be doing that or not? No, but he said, you know, uh, you're basically, you're headline grabbing. You're doing this for your own fame, your own brand. Uh, you're doing it, you know, you're, you're, you're delivering... The information is, quote, delivered in the manner of a WWF wrestling match. Okay, Alec, I don't expect you to know this, but it's WWE now. Not that I watch wrestling. It's not WWF. That's World Wildlife Federation or whatever. What's so, WWE? That's the wrestling. What they just switched e their name. What does the E stand for? Entertainment? Enter oh, really? Well, that's, that's truth in advertising. Yeah, that's not a sport. So, well, I digress. Uh, so, so yeah, there was a lot of back and forth between that. And I, I, I mean, Ormandy made his, his, his position on this very clear. He said, everyone knows there, there's bugs in every type of software. And me saying there is a bug in Windows isn't going to change that. Windows is not less secure today after my tweet than when it was the day before. And at one point someone asked, and I thought this was really interesting that he jumped into this discussion. Someone asked uh, on Twitter, can someone explain to me in you know, three responses or less why it's a problem that Tavis did what he did? And he rep Ormandy replied and he said, the main argument I've heard is that it might cause concerned customers to contact support and ask to prioritize patching uh, the horror. <laughs> He's joking, of course. <laughs> Uh, next week, I've also heard that now hackers will know that there are bugs in Windows, so they might start looking. Haha. -ha. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is uh, Ormandy wrote, also heard it makes vendors look bad. They should be rewarded for fixing bugs reported to them for free in their broken code by hiding it. So clearly he's he, <laughs> he's a little tired of the uh, the criticism that, he, that he's been getting on this. But I, I do think there are people out there that are arguing and that have even brought up the question would you do this if it was if it was Google if it was Chrome would you would you disclose or would you publicly announce that you found a bug like this in Chrome in the same way and I mean I I don't know about you well I'll ask you Peter what do you think I'll give you I'll, here. Here's my opinion. Yes, purely opinion. Um, I I would be surprised if Tavis was tasked with looking at Chrome or any of the Google products because 
I think he I think he's outward facing. I think he's looking at other products. Yeah. I mean Project Zero that it's not like Google isn't off limits. Uh but yeah. I mean Well he uh, he sh- they should take him and put him on Android exclusively. Oh Oh, snap. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> See, Mike Mike is going to hear this, and, and I'm going to get some Slack messages. And be like, Android isn't as insecure as everyone everyone says it is. Mike, Mike Heller, senior right. reporter, search security. We love you, Mike. Right. No, I, I, I think you have – Mike has a point. You have a point. I think part of the whole thing about Android is a – is external to the code, and yeah. maybe you know. It's uh, if you have three different layers where you have to propagate fixes, then that makes things more difficult than if you're yeah. Apple and you yeah. can, you you control the whole thing. Hmm. Um, based on based on what I know, yeah, I, I wouldn't be if he found something in Chrome. I I don't. I I believe that he would report it. Yeah, I think he would treat it the same. He seems. At the very least, he seems very consistent in his approach. I don't think he's ever shied away from a vendor, been accused of shying away from a vendor, or like his his methods have been pretty, you know, pretty public and pretty consistent over the past few years. That at least I've been doing this. I mean, it's it's if he finds something, he says he found something uh, publicly on Twitter, mm-hmm. and whether that's done what I would really like to know I guess is is he doing it for the reasons that Matthew Green described like is it is it to keep the vendors honest and we know that Microsoft and, Pro- and Project Zero have 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 tangled in the not so distant past about this very subject with the 90 day disclosure rule and you know them going live with a a a, a disclosure of a, of a of a Microsoft bug uh, that that Microsoft took issue with and said you didn't give us enough time and so we 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 know there's that and there there's obviously the angle too that you know a lot of people are big fans of Ormandy and Google and Project Zero because they feel like if a if an if a smaller bug hunter if an independent bug hunter or a smaller security company had gone out and found something well when we've seen this we've seen larger vendors right try to shut other you know try to shut this stuff down and say no you can't re-. i mean ibm like not well, to not to you know unduly criticize ibm but there's been instances where you know companies have have done that sort of thing and, and tried to suppress information about a particular bug because they say it's going to harm security it's going to harm well i want to just cycle back you you mentioned about matthew green tweeting about uh suggesting that if you find a bug in something and you can find a way to hide your breadcrumbs and if and and i thought i seen a a follow-up tweet on that his point is that if you're if you go public with these things and you attach your name to it and you're not tavis ormandy or um know some other big name bug hunter um you risk you you have there are risks involved with that related to that where uh you make yourself a target to these to the vendors yeah and um 
depending on how you found the bug and what you did with it and how you how you uh, research, research it, you can open yourself up to, to legal problems. So, I, which is unfortunate. I don't think there should be. I don't think there should be restrictions on on people reporting bugs, especially when there are bugs in products that are uh, widely used. Widely used yeah. and 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 that people hang a lot of systems off of that could uh, be affected and cause harm to people's health or property yeah. um, or livelihoods. So, uh, so I think that's, you know, th- that's at play there too. I think, I, th- I think that these guys who, who are, or these people who are uh, working to make the internet more secure, whether it's through hunting for bugs like yeah. Project Zero does, or whether it's maintaining, maintaining the integrity of the, of the browser Certificate Authority, which sphere, we've discussed at length, the infosphere, which we which we've discussed at <laughs> length. You brought that up. I brought that up because it's on my mind. I bring it up all the time because it's all I think it's about. All good. Now. It's all good. It's all we can think <laughs> but, about. But yeah, like a, a lot of time, I'll, you'll often see the vendors uh, cast shade at the people who are reporting these things because they say, "Well, think of the of our customers. Think of the the good of the of the." Yeah. of the environment. Well, the good of the environment is going to be improved by fixing bugs, not by hiding them. Yeah. So that's that's just how I feel about it. And here's here's sort of the here's the million dollar question. I saved this for the end, of course. But some of the critics of this of of what Ormandy did in this practice have said, "Well, look, now you're saying there's a bug and there's there's, you're, you're spreading fear, you're spreading uncertainty. People don't know what's going on. They don't have the information about, you, you know, the bug and what to do with it. People are going to panic. Uh, organizations are going to panic. Users are going to panic. And I thought there was a, a series of interesting tweets here from uh, from Natalie uh, Slavanovich, the, the co-discoverer at, at Project Zero. And she wrote, if a tweet is causing panic or confusion in your organization, the problem isn't the tweet. The problem is your organization. And I, I kind of agree. Like I, like you need it. And she, and I'm, I'm, she goes in, uh, into this at length. Like you need a good incident response plan. You need to know how to deal with a major Windows bug. You need to have a plan in place to address it, patch it, mitigate it, however you can. But like you shouldn't overreact to a tweet. And I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of agree. I, I do, but I, on the other hand, don't you think there are organizations and users out there that probably are reading reports now? And I'm gonna get into one of these reports in just a minute. Are reading about this now and doing exactly what she's talking about, getting panicky and overreacting and kind of losing their marbles? Well, if, if not over this, there will be something else that they can panic over or lose their marbles over. Because uh, I think that's the – people tend to – you know, even you and I tend to – Oh, I, I – Exploding heads. Exploding heads, yeah. Exploding heads over, over things that – that we hear about or we read about or we see. Oh, we say it's like, bad, yeah. We, you know, there are th- sure. pretty much every month or so we get like, this is as bad as it's ever been. This is as bad as it could be. Um, this is the worst in recent history, which is uh, how Tavis, I think, described this one. Yep. Um, it's going to keep going. Uh, I mean, I guarantee you that on top of this one, 
there are other bugs in Windows that can be just as bad or worse yeah. that haven't been discovered yet. Same in Chrome, same in Mozilla, same in uh, you name it, Oracle. Uh, I don't know what else is there. There's a lot. But, I mean, I get right. your point. Like, there may be some panicky users out there that may read this, but what are the chances that they saw the tweet or even reading the coverage? I mean, it, it's probably a minority of organizations and people out there that are are scrambling around going, oh, well, there's a, there's a major Windows bug that we don't, you know, and we don't know the details and, our organizations at risk and what are we going to do you, you can't really do anything and they should know that you got to wait for the bug report you can't start you know shutting systems down and going home for the the, the week over a tweet right and i don't think that's what people are doing and i don't think anyone's suggesting that but at the same time i don't think i don't think Silvanovich or or ormandy should be responsible for this there is there's all i feel like there's always overreaction to this stuff yeah. And then and then you know to in slightly indict the media here for a second. I mean there's been some media coverage of this already that has been uh, less than stellar. I don't I'm not going to name the outlets and I'm not going to go into to details and name names. But there's one uh, there's one specific story that I, I believe Ormandy I mean he he called it out himself and he said it, it's not accurate and uh, this particular story said I mean the headline said something like oh it's it's the it's the you know worst Windows RC of all time well he never said that right uh, and he never said there was a there was an a, a exploit either he just said there was a bug and like it's an article that has his tweet about this embedded in the story so I'm not sure how you get that wrong, but that's, I mean, that's the kind of, with InfoSec Media, and we're part of it too, but there is this sort of reaction, like the, the initial reaction. We talked about this, Peter, with the, the WikiLeaks stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it, Twitter, InfoSec Twitter was ablaze with the vaults, uh, not the Vault 7, the, um, the cyber weapons and the Swift exploits and the Windows exploits. And lo and behold, hours later, at the end of the day on Friday, we find out that, oh, majority of these have already been patched and the ones that haven't are for unsupported systems. Well, I mean, now we can talk about journalism for a second. <laughs> the thing is <laughs> that well. our job is to try to get the news out as fast as we can. True. That means that sometimes we're gonna get it wrong because we're trying to go, we have to weigh we have to, to, to balance speed and accuracy. Right. And and sometimes we don't get all of the pieces of the, of the story together at the time that we report it. Exactly. But we do try to, and, and as we go forward, we try to, you know, bring things up to date and correct them if they're, if they're wildly wrong. But the fact is that when something first happens, the, you know, the first response is there's outrage. I mean, I find it kind of amusing when I talk to, some of our experts right away after some news has broken and they say, wow, this is like the worst thing ever. And then, you know, two days later, you've come to find out that, well, it would be the worst thing ever if condition A, B, C, and D were in place, but those are not really usual. Yeah. So it's pretty bad right. for some users, but it's not 
you know, nothing to panic about. Right. It's not the end of the world. But then we have these great quotes from these experts. Yeah. In our defense, I think you go with the information that you that you that you have available and the people that you trust. And I think I'm always I always prefer having people say, "Well, this could be really bad. This is this is serious." Even if conditions A, B, and C need to be met, rather than underselling it and saying, "Oh, this is nothing," or ignoring it. So, it but it is a fine line because. I mean, we, we trust Ormandy because his track record is really strong. But what if it turns out that, you know, this Project Zero report comes out and, and the bug is disclosed and it's really not that bad? I mean, that has happened in the past with other vulnerabilities. and Bad luck. Bad, exactly. bad luck was supposed to be, you know, the apocalypse, the bug apocalypse, and it wasn't. That's right, and, and you just get you. I mean, you got to be careful with the way you know. If I guess what I'm saying is, like, if we, if we are expecting Ormandy and all the other bug hunters and security researchers out there that look for vulnerabil- vulnerabilities, if we're expecting them to be responsible, then I think the media has to be responsible too, and it has to do its due diligence and not just sort of do the quick take with the, you know, the, the information as, as it's coming hot off of Twitter or wherever else. And do, do the work that's necessary to make sure that you have all your bases covered. Not that you have to wait days before a story, you know, is written. But for something like this, I'm not sure what the, you know, the story is other than this guy tweeted. I mean, you could write a story about, like, uh, there's a spirited debate about responsible disclosure. And Ormandy isn't taking any crap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. The Grim Reaper ain't putting down his uh, sickle anytime soon. Uh, but beyond that, it's just like these tweets obviously lead to speculation on the part of the media. But it, that's not his fault. That's not any bug hunter's fault. If they want to disclose that they found a bug, and and sort of raise awareness about it. I don't have any. Do you have a problem with that? I, I don't have any problem with that. I guess I have a problem. I'm more of a problem with people's reaction. I, 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 th- I think I think it's arguable. I think there's a fine line. I think it's you know, it depends on the situation, sure. perhaps. But um, it also it it raises the issue of trust. I mean, do we trust uh, Tavis Ormandy to be to not go overboard when he finds something? something um i kind of i trust him i trust that when when we find out what this yeah. vulnerability is we're going to be surprised at how bad it was yeah. um at the same time i don't trust everybody no I, I and we don't really have anything to say about the specific bug until we know what the bug is it sounds bad though it sounds bad it does sound bad it does sound bad well Peter, thank you for. I know you've you've covered responsible disclosure a lot, and we've we've discussed it at length. We may have actually done a podcast on this subject earlier. Uh, oh, I'm sure we did we for must bad have. luck or yeah, something. One of those, uh, maybe that um, uh, the the library for uh, pictures. Oh, the image image oh. magic image yeah. tragic. Yeah, yeah, that, that might have been it. So yeah. But thank you for joining me, as usual. We'll Always. keep an eye on this subject. Hopefully the Windows bug won't be apocalyptic. We can always hope. Yeah. 
All right. And thanks to the listeners and readers of Search Security for tuning into this episode of the Risk and Repeat podcast. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.